0: Hello, thank you for tuning you. in to the Outstanding Ohioan Show. This is episode number 70, and we've got a return guest, Jason Purs, to talk about the coronavirus, just what his reaction to it is, well, my reaction's been to it, and then the second part is we'll talk about some investing because he's involved in that, and I believe he's got a message that can help all of us out. Jason, welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, great to be back. Uh, I'm so happy to talk to you in this crazy time. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing that uh, this is all going on. And you reached out and I was, I, I don't even think I hesitated. I was like, yes, absolutely. We need <laughs> <Yeah>. to talk, <laughs> you know, because I've been talking up a storm about this thing for the last few weeks. And not to mention just, not, I don't, it doesn't personally help me to talk so much for myself. It's the fact that people are really scared. Right. Uh, people are scared about their investments people are scared for their lives their kids families you know and hopefully maybe i i don't know i'm not a doctor so i can't exactly touch on the virus itself but i can definitely touch on what, I, what i'm seeing for sure so glad to be back
0: yeah it's it's interesting because yeah i'm sure it, just like you i talked to a wide variety of people family friends and the reactions are certainly mixed and I've I've got my own perspectives. Uh, There's so much information out there, misinformation, misdirection, manipulation. We were kind of talking about that a little bit. Is this a man-made virus, or is it, or is it truly just part of nature? What have what have have you heard about it?
1: So I did, I did hear that, and I wouldn't put that, you know, that, that's a tough question, and and uh, but I wouldn't put that past it. You know, I think a lot of us want to, there's either two sides of it. People want to believe it doesn't exist and it's nothing, and it's just the flu and everybody's crazy who thinks it's more than that. And then on the other side of it, that, you know, people are terrified and they think we're all going to die. It's, the truth is always somewhere in between. So is it a man-made virus? Um not not sure, you know, and, but I did hear the stories of where it came out. I do know throughout history that isn't that, that that isn't false, you know, that that has happened before. I know there is biological warfare. We do do stuff like that. I mean, I heard the story of it coming out of a lab in Wuhan. I've heard the story of it possibly being us putting it into China, you know, so there's, there's a bunch of that going around, but what we do know is it, there is an area in Wuhan that that could have escaped from where they do work on things like that. So that is a possibility, but in, in my sense, I'm kind of more of what, what do I know for sure? Um, And I don't know that, you know, at, at all. I, I, I can say that there's a bunch of different angles, but we just
0: are where we're at now with it. Yeah, it's when I, when I first started hearing about it, I I I had heard that it was stolen. It was in it was there was it was either in England or Russia had a patent on it, and it got stolen from a lab. It got stolen from the lab that it was in, and mm. no one knew who stole it. <laughs> and, and yeah, I've I've heard similar things, and I, I really I jumped to two things. I the first place I jumped to was, is this the Chinese government doing it to their own people? Because I had heard that the Wuhan area was, there was a lot of citizen protesting over the last year against the government. Mm-hmm. And that was one place I went. And then the other place I went was, is this a United States deep state thing to mm-hmm. not only go after China, but get Trump out of office?
1: So <laughs> the... And, there, and, there's, and it's like, it could go down the rabbit hole forever. Um, myself, personally, I don't, um, I don't go with the, the Trump thing. I know there's a lot of people who go, oh, well, he's trying to save everything. Um, you know, it goes down the rabbit hole with that, too. And I, I, I've heard that part of it. And just to me, it's, it's just another politician. Um, I don't think that I wouldn't trust any of them as far as I could throw them and him just as well. I don't think he came from outside and is fighting the deep state. I'm sure he's a part of the deep state. And maybe there, there's always infighting, you know? I never know exactly, and I could be completely wrong, but there's always infighting. But I, I just know for myself, I can't ever really get behind any of the the politicians possibly being there to really do something for the world or us, you know? It just, it doesn't make any sense. Why would they even be in office? Why wouldn't they just be doing those great things for the world, you yeah. know? But I did hear that. I did hear that angle, um, you know? And there, there's a bunch of them, and we people could go a bunch of different directions with it. But for me, I just can't, I can't see that being a a big part of this. Um, the possibility of creating it to take out their own citizens. Well, you're talking about China, you know, and you have Mao and the, they they are, have a great history of doing that. So, you know, my head kind of went there too, is wondering, because I I read about Wuhan a little bit. I did read exactly what you're talking about. And I did kind of wonder, is that... A situation where they just said well let's get rid of this and then it got out of control um and i mean they shut down that town pretty fast knowing i mean we didn't nobody else in the world reacted like they did um also though i don't really know that's the other hard part with the china thing you have so many people in china and uh are so many things going on in china and their numbers are coming out and they don't look that bad you know and you're like oh if it got here and that wouldn't be a big deal and then cent came out. Well, they didn't come out, but they had that leaked document with the real death number, the real uh, rates of virus on it. And everybody saw that and was like, you nah, know, no way, you know. And then now go, I went back to it a couple days ago after seeing Italy's numbers. And after seeing Italy's numbers, it makes sense. Now, now I'm looking at it and going, okay, well, those numbers were probably accurate. And that's the real numbers, you know, because Italy, it's either the Chinese are the strongest race in the mm-hmm. world. And they're superhumans, and they can handle this virus better than anybody, or they were lying about the numbers, and I would probably go with number two because what especially me as an investor, I, I always know that China is more than likely going to lie about the numbers every time they come out, and if they actually do have a bad number, something that, that means something's really, really wrong
0: right yeah it's, it's interesting because there's been a lot of posts I've seen on Twitter where it's mainly the Chinese people that are in Italy getting on and they're saying it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> and, <laughs> but then you've also seen pictures of, of cameramen and such filming stuff on the Chinese in China streets. And they'll have all this PPE equipment on and the cameraman will have nothing on. <laughs> it's, it's, they're, It's, 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 it's unlike anything I've seen before. Uh, You know, the other part of the other thing I've thought about and, and, and whether it's the deep state planning it or not, what is really terrifying to me is, and this is one of the things I really want to talk to you about is how much citizens are acquiescing to government, just shutting everything down. That's scary to me. (laughs)
1: that that um watching there's two sides of it so the one side for me is going okay people at this point there's a voluntary ask that citizens do blank i can have uh, some form of respect for that um but watching the way people in general have shut themselves down shut themselves off became Unbelievably terrified to do any. I mean, my my one buddy and uh, he lives in India. Uh, good good friend of mine, good guy. He's talking about he's also an anarchist, and he's talking about the fact that uh, they came out with that order to shut down the country in India. And he just decided he was going to just go walk around just to see if it was real, and if people are just that docile at this point that <laughs> they're just listening, anyways. He was like, because there's there's a thing of saying, okay, hey, don't go around to other people. Maybe we're gonna shut down the bars and the restaurants, but why can't people go outside? So he, you know, he's walking around outside. He said he walked right all the way to the police station because he was just really wondering if he would even say anything to him. Nobody said a word. It was just everybody. Right? Wow. Yep. Ev- everybody is that docile at this that point that they just went inside. You know, and and granted, you know, there's a there's there's a mixture between. Hey, there's this virus we're having some trouble with, and people saying, "I'm going to go to the beach and party, and uh, you know, whatever happens, happens." Um, and also, if I was a kid, I would have probably done the exact same thing. So I can't, you know, I can't right. be that mad about that. Um, but you know, it's just, it's not a situation where it, it, I'm not afraid of the virus uh, at all. I'm not afraid of getting sick. I'm not afraid of getting whatever it is. I am absolutely terrified of the government action right i'm terrified i am terrified and i and i probably sit and think about man the way people have just literally walked and and they're begging for it too once again like just like all the times they're begging for it please save us government we're terrified we could all get killed oh there's there's a virus out here you know and and it's and that's to me that's they're going further past um hey, this could kill my grandma. Hey, this could kill my family. You know, they're, they're way past that. They just want everything shut. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's investors going on TV crying, crying. I mean, one of, the, one of the big investors is crying on live TV to get it shut down. But what's even funnier about that story is that that guy had puts sold on the market, meaning that if, the market, if they would have shut down the market the day before he went on TV, he would have been fine. Um, but because puts go against you when you sell them, it's an option and it's a derivative. So when it goes against you, you get a margin call. So at a big fund like that, you're talking, it could be into billions in margin call that he may have got hit with, uh, just for being wrong. So it's like, I, none of these people have just altruistic motives right. that they're there trying to shut down the market <laughs> for, for no reason. They're, they're terrified. And that's the other thing that's terrifying about all this too, is that you have, the, them shutting down the economy is going to kill more people than the virus ever could. Um, I, I fully believe that 100%. Uh, unemployment rates sky up, go up, go skying high. There's no telling how bad that can get. Um, and that's something that people can under, cannot understand. And not to mention as a pol- this is the problem with politicians. As a politician, you can't say, Hey, you know, it could be worse. <laughs> All these people dying uh after after all this happens so you know what right now we're not going to do anything if people die they die it'll be better than what's going to happen later from famine and riots they can't say that they, they're never going to say that and that's the problem because that that would be saying i need to do what's best for everybody with and taking as much heat and i won't get reelected again so they're never going to do that so they're going right. to come out here, they're going to say everything in between, we're going to shut down this to save you, we're going to save you, we're going to save you, and in the end it's going to make things probably worse. I, I can't see it being better. I know that much.
0: Well, that's uh, you you said so much there and you know one of, one of the things that is is just amazing about I mean there there's so much <laughs> there there's so much amazing about it is what you know, one of the other questions I'm asking is okay there's a belief that all these radical actions are necessary when you and I have seen the statistics however misleading they may or may not be this is nothing compared to H1N1 11 years yep. ago or some of the other things I mean it's not even close no. I mean and Ron Paul the other day had a great post about how tuberculosis is killed kills more people, yeah, in, in the same time frame. So it's the first question that pops in my head is, what's the motive, or what do they, and or what do they know that they're not saying? Yeah, because I'm, I mean, other than being highly contagious, oh, okay, uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's more people. That are test that are testing positive for it, but there's more people getting tested for it as well. Yes, so.
1: exactly. So that's why the numbers are going up. <laughs> so you I know and that that's why the numbers are going up and up.
0: So I I don't I don't get that. I don't understand that. And what what's really striking to me, is, and I guess in some ways people have learned from 2008, the bailouts of the government that the government proposed, because it largely went to <laughs> to banks and to boost the federal government size and budgets. So the complaints at that time were, well, why, why didn't you do more for every American? So now it's shifted to, uh, to me, it's pure socialist motivation of
1: we've
0: got got to go to UBI. We're going to, we've got to do that now. We've got to give money to Americans. We've got to pay for all these services. And it's, I guess, on one hand, at at least you're trying to spread it out, so people Mm. have took that, took those feelings to art, but that's scary to me too. I mean, the whole—I've heard Peter Schiff talking a lot about coronavirus is basically just the pin popping the bubble. Yeah, and and it's just we're just going down the same road again of bank bailouts and corporate bailouts, and now it's, but it's just adding on to. And, and I can't be, I can't I don't believe anything people put on Facebook because I know that they're not looking at the primary source documents. <laughs> they're looking yes. at bits and pieces yes. of them they' and they're not reading those by yeah. and large. But but when you do go on there and you see things like, oh, well, there's student loan forgiveness. OK, well, I mean, these are all talking points for for this election and, and for. Yes. for So it's all it's just it's just moving it more to the left to more socialism and it's it's not addressing the the central banking issue it's no it's it's just kicking the can down the road and you know your your stepchildren and and my kids and i mean they're the generation that's gonna feel the brunt of it yes you know we're we're gonna get that we certainly feel it now but it's just gonna it's just it's just hurting future generations so all those things are the things I'm thinking yeah. about. I, I just, I, I, I don't get it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, wow. That's it's yeah, that's exactly where I'm at with it basically. So the market in general, so I had 2020 pegged as a, probably the beginning of a bear market before any of this happened. So that's what's, what's interesting to me about this entire scenario is that, I, I wrote um, in my, I, I, made, I have a newsletter, and in the newsletter I wrote about in 2007, I don't remember the exact month, I think it was October, um, the money markets dried up in 2007, and the Fed had to start pumping in money. Um, this exact thing happened, you know, all these years later, in 20, it was uh, October 2019, the repo market, mm-hmm. uh, September, sorry, the repo market needed help. So, sorry, that was August um, 07, and then September 2019. And so the repo market um, froze, and next thing you know, the the Fed's coming to the rescue, pumping in overnight money every single day, and we see a big rally. Once again, in 07, we saw a big rally um, right after they started pumping in the market again. So now we're back to square one. All the way back in January, seeing that they're pumping, seeing that the uh, that we got this huge warning sign from the repo market, and then it, it was um, January, and I started seeing that only there was a big divergence, meaning that most of the stocks in the Nasdaq, most of the stocks in the S and P were not doing well. They were already starting to go down. They were declining against, uh, you know, you basically had Microsoft doing well, Tesla. Um, and apple and those were those are huge stocks, so those can, those are the the s p 's market cap weighted, so that holds up the entire market so they 're over there they 're holding up the market they it it's, looks like it 's okay, and everybody 's laughing like everything 's fine then this thing comes out and touches it now I had a probably it was it probably march uh, right around now was when I thought I would start seeing some major problems. I think the virus fed, uh sped it up because all of a sudden, you saw oil start collapsing, and then we saw this huge all, all my numbers start saying we 're going to go into deflation and I started writing that I was going to switch um, strategies from inflationary growth slowing because I have a couple different models I, the ones the one we were in in October to basically January was growth slowing and inflation, which oil was raging energy was raging. Um, But also that's, that's a very bad environment because anything that hurts it or inflation goes too high, bam, done. Um, So basically I was already defensive. Then I got extremely defensive after seeing that. And then this whole thing happened. So yeah, you're right. Like it was just the, it was already going to happen. It just needed a catalyst and bam, there was the catalyst. And what's funny too, is all these people are going on TV, the hedge funds, uh, Ray Dalio's funds down. All these great, huge investors, and they're asking for bailouts. Did you see that, by the way? Right. Yeah. Hedge funds are actually asking for bailouts. The name hedge fund means they're hedged. Now, some of them did okay, but some of them got hammered. They just went into this completely wrong in every which way. But it's like I, I find it funny because you have. Did you see um, Robert Reich? The uh, I saw your bomb, post on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This guy is you know he's a PhD economist he has all these books he's he was he worked in the white house he's this supposedly amazing guy he's on there actually saying that if you beat the market you're you're a crook and right. that's just <laughs> that that blows my mind because I'm just one guy I'm not anybody special I don't have some huge team I have like it was six indicators (laughs) that said the market was going to go down and it was just me following my system but that's pretty it's pretty normal for people like me to to get people accusatory about things like that not myself personally because they wouldn't have any way of saying like hey you know this guy but a lot of trend followers or people who have systematic traders get in a lot of trouble from time to time because they think they have insider info which is just insane. I mean, a hedge fund should do better than, that's why people put money in hedge funds because it should do better than the market because they're hedged. The definition of a hedge fund means they're hedged to take the downside. So yeah, it it's just crazy. And so you see all that and then you see the Fed, the Fed started pumping all that money in all the way back in the repo market. And the problem I had with all that and what I wrote about was that at some point the Fed would lose control. That's what happens every single time. People, the whole bubble um, moving up. Oh, the Fed's cutting. Oh, the Fed's being, I mean, remember, uh, it was December 2018. It was December 26, 2018. And Powell goes and he says, We're right behind you, market. If we need to cut rates, we absolutely will, whatever you want. He changes tone from hiking rates because they needed it for the recession. You know, it's crazy thinking, and what's funny is thinking about that now, they could have just. Boom went right into a bear market. Right then, we'd have been coming out. This would have been a completely different situation. But that's what—that's the problem with central banking: is they pump these bubbles up. They—they're—they're uh, they're the problem with the bubble. They're the problem with popping the bubble. And also, they just—what what did they do to—to to actually save this? actually saved this they just pumped a bunch more money in the market which at some point we're going to have to deal with some crazy inflation problems and that's people always say oh well we didn't see inflation so that's wrong we saw the market uh definitely (laughs) go go above and beyond inflation for the last 10 years um every single food prices rents housing you you name it it is up and up a lot bonds they've they've moved for 30 40 years now you know and so you're you're looking at all these crazy price increases over the years and people still say well i don't see the inflation because the numbers are basically based on one thing oil and they've always been basically based on oil so you, you can never see it but gold is telling a different story gold gold is gold has been saying hey there is inflation here uh, you know so there there is inflation and that's that's just, it's just crazy to me that the big solution to everybody is let's pump more money in. Let's pump more money into the market. Let's just keep doing that over and over again. But I think if, if I, and this is a bit of speculation, but I'll tell you a story about the other day. I went to uh, I went to ride at Ray's uh bike park about two weeks ago. And when I was leaving the bike park, uh, I decided I was going to start taking cash out from time to time. Every time I go past an ATM I go past one ATM. I'm banging on the window. I put a video of this up. I'm banging on the window. Nothing's working. Go to another ATM. Nothing's working. Go to a U.S. bank. Nothing's working. I did four different ATMs. It was early enough in the day that I could go into a Huntington. Go into a Huntington, talk to the lady. She goes, oh, yeah, your money's here. No problem. Hands me my money. I leave. I go, well, what? I I go, well, what the? What just? Am I crazy? And i right. to mention, my phones and my phones didn't work that day either. And I was like, "Wow, I'm really losing it. Like, <laughs> I must be really stressed out at something. I'm losing. It. I'm just gonna go home. I look at my phone. I notice the Fed on a Sunday has cut rates to zero and pumped in 700 billion, and they're willing to pump in more. Right. <laughs> and I go, I and it makes me wonder: Is were they just? And, and, you know, money going into the markets and, and cutting rates, it works on a lag. So I don't know exactly, uh, you know, what exact happened that day with me. But I'm, but I'm wondering, like, were we that close to something literally freezing up? Huh. Was it a situation where we were literally that close to freezing up and they had to do it on a Sunday night? You know, I don't know if that has anything to do with my story, but that was, that was very odd. And we're at very odd timing. And I kind of got really freaked out by that. Right. I don't know, man. It's just because that, that's what happened, you know, in two, 2008, those things were happening and banks did try up and, you know, and, you, and this is an unforeseen circumstance and people haven't had to deal with banks blowing up and, and banks, uh, you know, run on the banks and people have never seen anything like that. But, you know, from history and I know from history, that was extremely normal. That's what happened. It happened all the time. And so now we're all the way here. We're in 2019 where people think we're, we're invincible as the United States. The Fed is just devaluing the, the currency. I mean, and people don't, people don't see it, though, too, because when, you deval- when the Fed's over there devaluing the dollar like they do, Europe's also devaluing the, their, their currency. So and also you're talking about Japan and all these countries are devaluing at the same time. And so when you look at the dollar index, you go, oh, well, the dollar hasn't gone down. I mean, it has gone down on the index, but not that, not compared to what it really has gone down in the real world. In the real world, it's 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 basically toilet paper. You know, you're talking about, what is it? Th- I think it's two cents now compared to a $1 dollar in 1950. So, I mean, we're, right. we're just beating, beating the crap out of this thing, you know? And so I, I really... I really tried to talk to family members and friends and anybody who'd listen about getting into gold, getting into, and, and real gold. You know, not if you want to go through the market and get GLD, uh, whatever, that's fine. But real gold, physical gold would be great. It's just, it's not something that's going to make you rich or poor. It's just something that's going to protect you. And when you're in these type of situations, if you had 10, 20% in gold, you would have protected yourself to the downside a lot. And gold got hit the other week because of uh, one, when you're in a liquidity crunch, which is what we're in, people think we're not in a crash, but we are, we're still crashing. We're still in a crash right now as we speak. So when you have these liquidity crunches, things like gold, they, they need to sell them because there's no money anywhere else. You have all these hedge funds that, are, that need margin calls and they got, all got screwed over. So they're going to sell whatever they can. They're going to sell mm-hmm. bonds or sell gold, anything they possibly can. So they sold it all the other week. I started putting up like buy silver, buy gold. Now I've never seen silver cheaper in my, it's still pretty cheap right now, but I never saw it. I mean, it was at, a, I think 11 something in futures at one point. Um, so if you're talking about something cheap and, and amazing to buy at that point, man, you, you, everybody had it. And then gold also did well. Gold's back to nearly all time high or uh, five-year highs right now. Um, It hit. It almost hit 1700 today. It might be 1700 now as we're speaking. So it's you know people people don't realize that gold because of the central banks and debt um, because deflation is the deadly enemy of debt. You can't continue to deflate as we're running forward and moving on. They're going to continue to inflate or they're going to die because you need the central banks to continue to inflate the housing the market everything it'll keep rates down keep the debt going like they they have to inflate or, or they end up disappearing so we're in the situation where gold is an amazing hedge it's a, it's a safe haven hedge as well it doesn't only go up in inflationary times but it can go up in deflationary times so I really do hope that some people start to see that now and maybe get interested even though gold is a little richly valued at the moment.
0: But Let, let's park there for a moment because you know someone like myself I don't know how to do that. How how do you how do you go about getting physical gold and silver? What are the ways you've done it?
1: Okay, so yeah, there's um there's usually gold stores just about anywhere. Um, especially in Ohio, we seem to have a lot of them. Cleveland has them, uh, you know, Columbus, Buckeye Gold in Columbus, real good place. You basically go in any of these places and buy uh, silver or gold. When I was a kid, I would go get silver from time to time. Uh, you know, it's especially at about, t- back then, you know, you're talking five, $10 an ounce. Now you're talking $15 an ounce, about, about that point now. So you can go in any of these places. You can also take it back to these places to get your money back. Um, there, and also, if you have a brokerage account online, you can go and, and uh, GLD is the ticker, and that's physical. Now, there's other things like GDX, which is the, uh, the gold mining index, which can do very well over time. But for, this, for these purposes, I would suggest this GLD or SLV because it's actually the product gold and not something beside it. And SLV is also another one. That, and those things will, you know, over time, they will uh, perform the market. And let's say they don't, they're not for a couple of years because it does happen. Um, they're never going to just get hammered to zero. You know, they, the, the market, well, people always talk about, well, gold had a bear market, a very long-term bear market um, in the 80s and the 90s. And they talk about that being this terrible thing. And people don't realize stocks also have long-term bear markets and bonds have long-term bear markets. And every currency, every single thing you could think of has long-term bear markets. It's just kind of you're, when you're, when you're getting beat down, something like gold is going to hold your value for your portfolio. Um, And the normal stocks and bond portfolio at some point won't work. That's only worked in the last, uh you know 20 years basically um well we could go back to about the 80s the 80s the stocks and bond portfolios start working very well but that's because they're not correlated at some point those will become correlated again so you need something else to hedge for inflation which would be because bonds go go up when there's deflation bond prices so when there's deflation bond prices go up and when there's inflation gold goes up so it's something to kind of diversify if you're in stocks and you have a retirement account. You have stocks and bonds, usually a retirement account. You add something like gold to it. And now you really have something that's, that will last. Something that's not going to get beaten down like crazy.
0: So going back to the dealers in Ohio that would have gold and silver, how do you know if a place is reputable? Hmm. Is there, Are there some resources that people can go to to find place, places like that?
1: Hmm. Um, I've never ran into a dealer that was bad. Uh, but, but wow, if you go online and you look at, uh, if you go through Google and you see uh, ratings, if somebody ever ripped somebody off, everybody would know about it. They, mm-hmm. they would rate them really bad. So I would make sure at least I'm going to a place that has some, somebody rating it. Um for the most part though there isn't really my, many gold, uh, small gold stores um in general in the Cleveland area that I've seen that are sketchy. I've never seen one that's sketchy up there. I've seen some in Florida for sure, but I've ne- <laughs> never seen one in Cleveland yet, thankfully.
0: Uh, in terms of metals I've been reading a lot about copper because it's got it's got the ability to kill a lot of viruses. Have you seen anything with copper happening?
1: In the um, market uh, market wise, I could talk about. Um, so copper is basically they call it Doctor Copper because it basically can tell you when the economy is doing good and when the economy is doing bad because it has so many uses. Prices go up usually when the economy is doing good. Also, if you look at copper and you compare that to gold, you can also see where bond yields should end up. When copper start when gold starts going up and copper goes down, usually bond yields follow it. So it's really it's a really interesting um, product. but um, copper is if as long as we're in a growth slowing environment which we've been in since, October 2018, which is crazy to people. People don't really know that we've. If you look at the, uh, let's say the small cap index, um, the Russell 2000 index, IWM uh, for the ATF. If you look at that, it peaked in October of 2018, and people have people have no idea. That's the same with the transports index, which is our FedEx and and UPS and and all the transportation companies are in that index. That peaked back then too. So none of these have made new all-time highs, just the S&P did. Why? Because there's the big tech companies that did very well could drag that thing all the way up. So going back to copper as long as the market is in this period, copper's prices are going to be depressed. Copper doesn't go up with inflation. Copper, I mean, it can in extreme cases. They talk like stagflation periods. Uh, we had a small uh, inflation period in 2000 to 2008 when oil went all, or 2007 when oil went up back up over hundred again. So sometimes you can see copper going uh, during a bad period, but for the most part, it's, it's a very bad investment in a, in a bad period and we're only heading into a worse period right now. So I couldn't see copper really getting off its feet anytime soon.
0: Okay. I was just curious about that. Are people able to invest with you?
1: Um, I'm, I just, I do, um, I'm a financial analyst. So if people want to hire me, basically what they do to hire me is they call me and I help them set up their own portfolios. I can give them advice on things. I can, uh, I am looking at starting my own fund. Um, paperwork and the amount of time i have i have the financial backing now i have people that are interested so I've been wor- working on that very hard but for right now i'm just an investment advisor and just basically i'm hired by a bunch of people to go meet and help set up their portfolios and i'm very happy to say that none of my clients lost money wow so i yeah i'm very happy to say that you know and it's not to boast it's that I, i worked really hard to try to figure this out and also be ready for the downside because these situations i think people always like to think of them as black swans it makes them feel better when you know your your ira or your or your 401k or all this stuff goes down because you most people don't they would, they would talk to me and they go, Oh, when do, when do you buy? When do you not buy? And they don't realize there's, there's just so much more to that. This is like my life. You know, you got to really get into this stuff to really understand it. Cause it's really hard, you know, it just take, it just takes time. It's not, it's not impossible. I do it, yeah, but it just takes a lot of time, and a lot of practice and to and and all the, way, the number one thing for any good investor or any good trader, I think is just protecting yourself. Um, you know, over, overall, I just try to protect myself. If I have a situ- if you have a 401k also, you guys could use stop losses. You know, I have a tra- you could put trailing stops on anything. So if you lose to over 10%, it sells everything automatically. Um, but most people don't want to use something like that because they don't think like traders or investors. They think like normal people, normal people like my grandmother, for example, a her to death. Sorry, Grandma, if you're listening, but I, I, this, is a good, this is a good story. It will help people. Um, but if she, for example, in this situation is a perfect one. Grandma, your account's about 10% down now. This is going to keep going. This isn't going to stop. This is our, our exact conversation. I don't think this is going to stop anytime soon. Oh, well, I can't sell it now. Why can't you sell it now? Because I'm down. I said, well, you, you're down 10%. I'm like, what if it goes to 30? Well, you know, I believe that it'll go back up. And, you know, there's there's just a lot of hoping and wishing. And that's the thing. Once you get to the point where you've lost some money, you just, you go, oh, well, it's not a real loss because I didn't take your money out. But it's real. If you tried to touch it, it wouldn't be there. So it's a very real loss. So you can go into the situation of going like, because as a trader, or if you're, for example, what I like to do, I'm, I'm a trend follower. So if I buy something like the Nasdaq, I'm not going to buy it at the bottom. I'm going to buy it probably 10% off the bottom. I'm going to sell it 10% off the off the highs. Um you're going to make more money like that than anything granted some there's some points where you get whipsawed uh, but just protecting yourself knowing that if the bottom does fall out i'm going to get out i'm going to go out, get out and not at a loss i'm going to get out with profits those things are very important and i think just being able even just being able to walk away and say it's down 10 percent and i need to get out now granted there's people uh you know our age it's different than my grandmother So my grandmother's account being down 10% and getting out was a great idea. At her age, a bear market could be the last thing she ever sees. Um, That could be the end of her money, basically. She might have to take it out to go to, let's say, a nursing home or something at at that age. And then that's the end of the money uh, people younger, they could, they could get away with a 10 year bear market. You know, it's, it wouldn't be the end of the world for them. They're going to hold on. And at some point it could come back and they're going to keep pumping money in. But if you've already retired and that's all you have, I mean, that's when things get kind of scary. So for her, my big advice was to get out, but you know, she just didn't want to, she wanted to hold on and she hoped it went back up. And it's the same as everybody. Now, all my friends, family, everybody calls me and they don't ask me, Hey, what's your system saying? Or, Hey, like, are you, what are you doing right now? They go, I'm thinking of, I mean, my, my best friend called me and goes, I'm thinking about buying carnival today. I go, why, why carnival? <laughs> and he goes, cause it's so cheap. And I go, well, there's a lot. I mean, GE has been cheap for 10 years now, you know, like, would you buy GE? No, no. I mean, that's a dead company. I said, well, how do you know carnival going to turn around and be an awesome company? You know, so people people in general, it's it's just most people aren't wired to do it correctly. That's why using systems or models like I do kind of helps me to do it well and not listening to my own brain. I have all types of ideas. I just don't care about them. (laughs) I care what the market says, you know, and and I know what the market says is the truth. So it's just really getting interested in figuring out how to protect yourself from the downside. Two things that work, diversification, like we talked about earlier, you have your normal portfolio for retirement is stocks and bonds, adding 10% in gold in that. Uh, and you're, you're doing great. You know, you're, you've, you've done something different than most people, um, doing a little bit more. Something I do with my clients is we buy put options at certain times. Um, put options, meaning that when the market falls, we make money, um, they're highly leveraged. So basically let's say I take a thousand dollars in put options. If the market was at, at that point, they're priced on volatility. So the market was barely moving back and forth at that time. So they were really, really cheap. So as the put options were really, really cheap at that point, um, when the market fell, they're worth a lot more money. Does that make sense? I'm trying to make it make sense <laughs> because put options are a little yep. bit uh mm-hmm. okay cool. Yep. And so there, so basically, when you're able to buy these things for for and clients are buying these things, they're able to make money. But let's say you spend a thousand and you make, let's say you do really well and you make money, you can make you could make triple that on the fall because basically what you want to do is take a small percentage of 5% of your portfolio and probably do that at certain times. Now you'd have to hire someone like me to know when to do that better, but you hire, you do that at certain times. And so when it falls, you make money, but let's say you're completely wrong. Um, and you take that, you know, let's say you have a hundred thousand dollar portfolio, you take $5,000 and put it in put options. Let's say you're completely wrong. You could sell it at a loss or let's say it goes completely to zero. You lost $5,000. To complete, to have insurance on your entire portfolio, which could have at five thousand dollars, that would have made, actually, that would have made about sixty-five thousand dollars now. Um, by by now, just and that and that's at a far out of the money position. Um, so you're talking, you could have made a lot of money, protected yourself. Um, I mean, those thing those things went thirty thirty x already because they're leveraged so hard. But the nice thing about put options is that you're not going to hurt yourself if you go the other direction. If it goes against you, they're not gonna charge you more money. You're not gonna get hit with leverage. Like if you did futures, there's, there was that time in 87 where everybody who had a portfolio was trying to do portfolio insurance with futures. And if it goes the other way, you get hit, hit with margin calls and whatnot. So that's a, a lot better way of doing things. And, um, you know, th- people can get get in touch with me. I do kind of post things. I like to, I'm very happy to kind of share some information. Now, if people take <laughs> take what I say offline and try to do something and it doesn't work for them, you know, it's not, that's not something I, I'm, I can really help you with or, or deal with. It's, you don't know the exact, what I'm exactly doing. You don't know if I'm saying, hey, we're gonna do this in three weeks weeks so you won't know my timeline by that but if you guys are if anybody is interested in talking to me about that please uh contact
0: me and how how can they do that jason
1: um my phone number is as as my for my business uh, against all odds is 2162724409 that's finance
0: okay sounds good mm-hmm. All right. Well, I will. I will put that put that in the show notes. that nice. um, we need to talk more often.
1: <laughs> yes, we we absolutely do. You know, I I was like, uh, you you hit me up, and I was like, man, all this going on. Like, I'm so glad you said something to me about this whole situation because it's like I've I've been sitting here like, you know, thinking think you think about it every day, but I've never. Trading wise, because I I'm not I invest yes, but I'm mainly a trader, um, meaning I'm um, I'm I trade swings uh, one month to three month in the market at the time at a time. So that that's what I do. That's how I usually make my living. So when I'm sitting here, you know, working all that stuff, and the market's been crazier than it's ever been in my whole life. Now, granted, because I'm a trader, I can make money up or down but I've been trying to really be on point as much as I can just because I don't think I'm, I, I may never see a market like this again. I want to learn as much about it as possible um, as well as capitalize off of it and as well as protect the people who hire me because I need to be on point. I need to also see when this possibly is ending. Um, in my opinion, I have no idea. Um, watching my models it's not saying that this is turning around that's all i know um i can't people on cnbc will tell there's no trader in the world who's a real trader who will tell you that the bo- market's put a bottom at 2000 maybe jim kramer on tv will pretend he knows something like that but it's just not true nobody knows that all they can tell you is that what they think it's going to do um and at this moment all of my signals are saying that we could go lower You know, and I think a lot of people today felt like, you know, the market was up. It had a new record points day, which is a really stupid way of saying things because the, the, the Dow is so large now talking about points is, is just insane. Percentage is, is what you need to do. So it wasn't record in percent, but it went up a lot of points. And so what I'm noticing is that there's hedge funds that are stuck In the market still and a lot of funds are are stuck in the market because i can see the numbers so seeing how many people are long japan seeing how many people are long small caps still seeing how many people are short dollars uh just positioning completely wrong i'm watching them all get out on these big bumps so i'm thinking what i'm seeing is that retail traders that don't really know much about the market people with 401ks um, they're going, oh man, this is on sale and they're buying the smart money and the institutions are not buying yet. I know that for sure. You can hmm. tell the the, 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 if you look at the volume on the market, which is what I study the most is that the volume is down on up days and is up on down days, meaning that there's a lot of people just trying to get out, you know, like, and, and I, and also you saw the, the senators, right? Senators who sold yeah <laughs> so i found out so my my friend uh mish she's uh she runs a company market gauge she teaches uh traders she's a really really uh smart smart woman and she was we were talking about that and she said oh well that's because they made ins- insider trading legal for senators right <laughs> and i i said what she's like well they write the laws and i was like holy shit i didn't know that so yeah <laughs> they they insider trading completely legal for senators but there's they should be telling the public what's going on you know like that's pretty disgusting thing to do either way i'm not against i insider trading to me isn't um isn't a problem because it would make the prices more act more accurate so if you have people who really know about the company and the company's going to shit, the price won't like let's say for tesla for example if people really knew the truth about tesla they would be getting out, you know. They would have been getting out of thousand dollars when that thing was in the craziest bubble you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But hiding those things, hiding the prices, means that insider trading being illegal, once again, just like drugs being illegal or anything, it means it's still going to happen. It's just it, people are going to go around the corner and pretend they're not actually doing it, you know. So more, more and more normal people just get screwed. It's just a crapshoot but yeah seeing all those going around and they had that meeting in january and uh you know everybody's coming out talking about this not being a thing but they already knew they were gonna probably have to shut down cities and do all this stuff and they didn't let out any information you know and that's and that's part of what i why i like what i do i enjoy the fact of trying to figure this stuff out uh, i enjoy trying to be ahead of the curve and everybody but normal people are the ones who are getting smashed. Myself, I'm a trader. I, I will try to figure this stuff out. But normal people got decimated by this. You know, my, people, I mean, my, I just talked to my uncle and he's not, uh, he's not he can't retire now. You know, <laughs> like he was, he was looking at retiring this year. He's been saving up and putting into his uh, retirement account all these years. And he's planning on retiring next year. And now he's said uh, he just can't retire now. You know, so it's, it's, it's just sad because every time it's just normal people are the ones who get screwed. Um, And that's why I kind of like what I do and just talking about things like something as simple as, Hey, you know, we're going to switch you mainly to bonds and gold right now, government bonds and gold, something like that could have saved somebody's portfolio a ton, you know? So I'm trying to, for me, I like the fact that I can kind of protect people's money. And also I know, I know this, and just like you, you know, the story with the dollar, the dollar ends up gone, you know, decimated. at some point i don 't know when um, all the central banks will continue to devalue all the currencies and granted they might go up one against another one or whatever, but this this doesn 't end up in anywhere but a you know a Roman empire collapse, and right. the Empire of the United States is going to collapse at someday because of this. The debt is completely unsustainable they 're starting to do the, the, the and also what you were talking about earlier. <coughs> we basically are in this new, um, universal basic income thing. And we, we we're all, everybody's already in their houses already. And the robots bring us all of our food and water and everything. You know, it, it sounds crazy to talk about, but these are things we, we, you and me and, and, and other people have already talked about for years. So we've already been talking about these things, thinking about these things, knowing these things. And then you go home one day and they say, everybody's going to stay in their house and everybody's, like docile and they go great i'm gonna stay in my house and they're gonna go you guys can't see each other and they go great we can't see each other (laughs) you know and it's 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 crazy to me because you're watching this all and you're going okay so within a month they did everything they ever wanted to do with the currency they basically create like are in Patriot Act two, <laughs> like, like we're already we're already well. I think there is a Patriot Act two actually. Right? Whatever whatever we're at, wherever we're at now, but um, I know they they made an updated version. And then there's the NDAA, and it just goes on and on. And so what 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 rights and liberties do we still have that they're going to decimate this time? Yeah. You know, so
0: well, why don't we leave it That's there? A, I kind of went
1: on a rampage, but I'm no I'm thinking I... about fifty things.
0: <laughs> Right, <laughs> right. No, uh, I'm, I'm with you there. Why don't we leave it there? Thank you for tuning in to the Outstanding Ohioan Show. This was episode number 70 with Jason Purrs, and I will put all his contact information in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.